Ribbon Content presents Batman the Audio Adventures. So if you're tall and you're out in old Gotham and you got nothing but your soul left to lose, they got a name for that in old Gotham. They call it the Gotham Infirmary Blues. WGVO. And now a message from Gotham City Mayor Hamilton Hill. Good evening, citizens of Gotham City. Tonight, we announce a bold new experiment in law enforcement. Effective immediately, the Gotham City Police Department is engaged in an official partnership with the self-described world's greatest detective known as the Batman. Yep, that's right. An unidentified civilian will be helping the city's cops solve crimes, which, <laughs> I mean, sounds super illegal, but they tell me it's not. So, fantastic. In order to summon the services of the Batman, we will be installing a bat-shaped searchlight on the roof of Police HQ. We'll just shine this uh, bat signal in the sky whenever we need him. Seriously, folks, that's our official arrangement with this guy. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't give us his phone number, apparently, so uh, you know what? Maybe the guy doesn't have a phone. You know, the guy with the nuclear rocket car and all the gadgets on his belt? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, he's drawing a city paycheck now, I guess, for what, beating the snot out of turnstile jumpers? Does this not sound like insanity to you people? I mean, I'm reading this thing, and I'm like, okay, look, you voted for it. You know, it was Proposition B, by the way, if you care. I don't. Anyway, long story short, we now employ, at the city level, a mysterious man in a bat mask. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a creepy light in the sky all the time now, and if you see it, it ain't a movie premiere. All right, kiddos, it ain't good news. That's pretty much it. All right, Gotham Pride. This has been a message from Gotham City Mayor Hamilton. Gotham, a glittering web spun by a conspiracy of spiders. Join us now for a tale of life and death in Gotham City, February 3rd. After five years of vigilante crime fighting, the Cape Crusader has begun an official partnership with the Gotham City Police. They will surely need his immediate assistance, as the notorious gangster known as Two-Face is experiencing a violent breakdown after the second anniversary of his tragic disfigurement. We rejoin our adventures deep in the cavernous sanctum of the secret Batcave. There is no sign of the master of the house. Instead, a young student is hunched before the towering, twittering, cybernetic miracle known as the Bat-Computer. <laughs> Page down, page down, index and cross-reference. While his classmates at Gotham Public have long since closed their textbooks and gone to sleep for the night, Robin the Boy Wonder yet toils at his studies. But no mere schoolwork is this. Okay, I read the entire psychiatric profile Batman compiled and his methodology report cross-referenced with GCPD forensics. Have I read all of Batman's case files about Two-Face? <laughs> What? Well, well, how many pages is that? <laughs> oh, no way. It's not natural. Where does a man find time to write all this stuff? <laughs> I wasn't actually asking. Look, Bruce is too close to this. Harvey Dent was his best friend. I need an objective rundown on this guy. And no more reading psych reports. Don't you have the movie version or something? <laughs> And now it's Gotham City One's award-winning documentary oh, yes! series. 
Ghosts of Gotham with your host, Jack Ryder. Tonight's episode, Scarred for Life, the Harvey Dent story. It's one of Gotham City's most tragic tales. A lion-hearted litigator becomes a fractured fiend. Once a beacon of hope for a brighter Gotham, former district attorney Harvey Dent is now one of the city's most erratic public enemies. As Two-Face, he's believed to run a vast criminal empire within Gotham City. But a canny combination of legal genius and vicious intimidation has thus far allowed him to evade arrest. Harvey Dent was born to a modest household in the Gotham Narrows. Hey, His let's father fast forward was a to domineering. But all that hope and promise would come to a violent end. Yeah, to the that. The date was February 2nd. The place was the old Gotham courthouse. Harvey Dent had shocked the city by finding a witness willing to testify against a prominent Gotham businessman and suspected crime kingpin. None other than Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> Some call him the Penguin, though rarely to his face and never more than once. It would have been the biggest conviction of Harvey Dent's storied legal career. Instead, it was the last case he ever tried. Can you please state your name for the record? The name's Jackson Pratkins. Jackson Pratkins. Are you also known in the Gotham underworld as the contract killer called Jack Spratt? Yeah, that's me. Jack Spratt by baseball bat by knife or gasoline. That was my gimmick. But that's not me no more. I've done some bad things, but I want to make it right. That's what we're here to do today, Mr. Pratkins. Now, when did you first accept payment for illegal activities from Oswald Cobblepot? I'm sorry, Cobble who? Oswald Cobblepot. You may know him as the Penguin. Oh, the casino man. Impresario extraordinaire Oswald Cobblepot. I never met him. You never... <laughs> Mr. Prakins, I remind you, you are under oath, and in your sworn statement, you detailed numerous criminal transactions initiated by Oswald Cobblepot. Oh, you misunderstood. Sure, I said Mr. Cobblepot ought to be in jail because he robs me blind every payday at that sucko casino of his. You know Stoveplate Sullivan plays there every Saturday night? Exclusive engagement. <laughs> Beat that, folks. Mr. Prakins, you are going to be charged with perjury, and your plea deal will be void unless you tell this court the truth. Isn't it true that you murdered yeah, Gotham City Councilman yeah. Hubert Wainwright yeah, on orders from Oswald Cobblepot? And isn't it, in fact, true that Oswald Cobblepot himself was present at the scene of the crime as evidenced by this article of his personal property recovered by the police. This very distinctive, custom-made umbrella. One more chance, Mr. Pratkins. Can you testify that this umbrella belongs to the Penguin? Well, since you put it that way, hand me that there uh, umbrella so I can get a better... Yeah, thank you, Counselor. Oh, yeah. It seems I do remember something about Penguin Special Umbrellas. I remember there's a little secret button here on the handle. Hard to see, so take a real close look, handsome. What are you... We pause for a moment to warn our viewers that what you're about to see is extremely disturbing. Parental guidance is strongly advised. 
have an acid precedent. Oh, my heavens! The umbrella was booby trapped. The district attorney's been. Oh, God! Mr. Get in your face! Video? Pause. The boy Wonder, wise beyond his years, takes a moment to reflect. And just like that, his mind broke clean in two. Makes you wonder if we're all held together on the inside by what we're made of on the outside. Makes me wonder, anyway. How about you, Elf? Ah, uh, well, there's no getting the drop on you, is there, Master Richard? Indeed, Robin has been silently joined by the major domo of the household, the Batman's most trusted ally, Alfred Pennyworth. So you heard me approach even on my softest cat feet. Your powers of detection are rapidly nah. improving. Well, yeah. But this time I more smelled the grilled cheese and tomato soup you got, Alf. Cream of tomato with a little bit of garlic. Whoa, did you hear that? I think my stomach just screamed at me. Yes, Master Richard, you've studied through supper again tonight. Really? That's not like me, Alf. I'm worried about me. I'd say you're worried about Master Bruce. I know Two-Face isn't just another psycho gangster to Bruce. They were so close. It's so personal for him. As you know, Master Bruce believes in the good inside all people. Nowhere does his commitment to this bring him more pain than in the tragic case of Harvey Dent. Do you think he goes easy on him, Elf? Because they were friends? I know that he does not. Yeah, but how do you know, Alf? On the roof of Yin and Yang's last night... On the roof of Yin and Yang's last night, I understand a man's life was saved by a lucky coin toss. Yeah, guy caught a lucky break. Did Master Bruce tell you what would have happened had he not? No. Master Bruce told me he had decided that the very instant that coin revealed itself unfavorably, he and Mr. Dent were going off the edge of that roof and down six stories into a trash-strewn alley. Yow! Dent would have been lucky to survive, and I don't even know if Bruce could... He was going to do what he always does, put himself between Gotham City and any bullet fired at his fragile heart, no matter the permanent damage he may suffer. I don't know. I'll ask. Hey, Alf, are you staying? Am I staying? Am I to understand that machine is asking? Yeah, because if you are, it says take a seat. Because you... I what, precisely? You irritate the back computer when you just, you know, kind of stand around. Oh, do I irritate that abominable electric gremlin? I hope I give it ceaseless digital nightmares. Suddenly, with nary a breath of air, the ambient gloom reveals... Give Alfred your seat, Robin. Batman! Did you hear him come in, Alf? Because I did not. We're taking the Batmobile downtown. Gear up and meet me on the platform in three minutes. You're dialed all the way up on this one, boss. There's already a problem with the new bat signal at GCPD HQ. It's the Joker. He's back. With a whispering noise, he again disappears into the darkness. Alfred, you said Bruce believes in the good in all people. Does that count even... I misspoke, Master Richard. I was afraid you were going to say that. Two-Face is a maniac, but he knows it. The Joker, he's so... At peace with his torment, sir. More like strengthened by it. Do you think he knows how crazy he is, Elf? The Joker? Does he know how sick he is? No, Master Richard. In fact, the Joker is very much worse than ignorant of his depravity. He thinks he's cured. 
He believes he used to be hopelessly lost. Then he met Master Bruce. Now he believes everything makes sense. Deep down, don't we all fear that the lunatic knows a truth the sane man does not? That would mean sanity is built upon a lie. But if that is true, then truth is indistinguishable from the ravings of a madman. A brief pause to disentangle that conundrum as we ready ourselves for the next tale of life and death in Gotham City. Meowshie, meowshie, Gotham City Feline Rescue. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, I want to make a donation. Well, that's just perfect, sir. I can help you with that. May I have your name? I'm not giving you my name, lady. I said I want to give you dough. What's with the third... Oh, okay, I'll okay, I'll tell her. I <laughs> my name's Harrison Pignuckle. Boss Pignuckle, the slumlord from the Narrows? Come on, slumlord, that's libel, lady. I got... so you can save the kitty cats or whatever. That's very generous, Boss Pig Knuckle. What size donation would you like to make today? I don't know. I was thinking like 40 large. <laughs> like 80 large, maybe. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And even under. Please, what will make you stop? My goodness, sir. You're going to make a bunch of fuzzy whittle pussy kids so very happy. Now, may I pause to put you on hold for a meowment? will be done. And Margaret, Janice, guess what? Catwoman, she got us another one. Gotham, a flawless diamond on a rattlesnake's back. Join us now for another tale of life and death in Gotham City. To distant observers of the Gotham skyline, the headquarters of the Gotham City Police Department rises high like a lighthouse set up on the concrete shore of an angry glass ocean. But any ships depending upon its light tonight would be doomed to rack and ruin, for pitch dark is its only offering. Commissioner of Police James Gordon is prepared to light a candle and to curse the darkness if need be. Installing the signal. What this morning? When did that giggling lunatic have time to? Well, obviously I've got the bomb squad coming up, and no, I'm not evacuating myself any further. We promised the first official lighting of the bat signal tonight, and I'm gonna be here to explain to the Batman why we didn't deliver. Because I'm police commissioner, Sergeant. That makes me the bat manager. Well, was it funny? Well, then I wasn't trying to be funny. The newly installed bat signal is a repurposed naval destroyer searchlight capable of producing a beam of up to 68,000 lumens. That is, when it is not lovingly wrapped in purple polka-dotted wrapping paper and tied with a bright green bow. Sure, it looks like it could be rigged to explode. This is the Joker we're talking about. Anyway, he said he'd be here any minute. No, not the Joker, Batman. On the phone just now. Of course he has a phone. 
What's the situation, Commissioner? Well, sweet bride of Joseph, how did you... And, and the kid, too? Good evening, Commissioner Gordon. You two snuck up on me on top of a skyscraper. Well, that is borderline not credible. I see the Joker got to our signal before you could use it. Yeah, I don't have any excuses to offer you, Batman. We came up tonight to turn it on like we planned, and, well, there it is. Gift-wrapped and strewn with flower petals. It's almost... romantic? I don't have time for his perverted theater tonight. He thinks the world is his private Punch and Judy show. Well, the bomb squad is on their way up. They're my best, and... No, 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 Batman, what you do... Without hesitation, Batman relieves the bat signal of its gaudy exterior. Underneath, all seems undisturbed, except resting atop the massive bat beacon is... What is it? It's a music box. Are you sure it's a... Okay, yeah, that's a music box. As the metallic melody shreds the nighttime stillness, the Batman grits his teeth. I thought so. It was just a matter of time. Okay, that's bad. That's bad? What's bad? What is it? It's the waltz! It's... It's Strauss. The waltz from his opera, Der Fleidermaus. Der Fleider what now? It's German. Means the bat. There's a bat waltz? It means the Joker is ready to resume the dance. Okay, so should I know about the dance? Oh, you're gonna hear about the dance. It was the second time I'd faced him. You remember? He'd gone away to Arkham once, but they had no idea what they were dealing with. The Joker broke out of maximum security in nine hours. Evidence indicates he only stayed on the premises that long to pick off extra staff as they showed up for the late shift. He hunted down and strangled everyone on the faculty softball team. For some reason, he found that devastatingly funny. <laughs> Two days later, I cornered him at the Archer Park SkyTram terminal. He was filling the cable cars with department store mannequins arranged in obscene poses. Joker was convulsing with laughter. I admitted I was careless, emotional. I didn't care what his sick setup meant. I wasn't going to give him time to ramble to a punchline. I took him down without a struggle. So it was only a moment later that I realized he'd stuck me with something. I don't know how a needle got through my suit, but it did. I suddenly felt an electrical fire in my central nervous system. I knew instantly it was a curare derivative edged with some psilocybinoid compound. But this was just useless knowledge swirling with the rest of my mind down the drain pipe. I was paralyzed. He could have finished me, but it was clear that was the last thing on his mind. He crawled over to me. He whispered in my ear. He said he had a dream. He had a dream on the night we met. He said he dreamed we were dancing. A waltz, a feast, a funeral. And all of Gotham City was there. Mayhem and violence locked in embrace. And we'll keep dancing until Gotham is in ruins. And we are redeemed by the madness we share. I came to. He was gone. But as I shook off his drugs, I felt like I'd just woken from his dream, too. Okay, well, this complicates things. You picked a heck of a time to go on the clock with the GCPD, Batman. 
Two-Face is losing his grip, Catwoman is treating every two-bit racket in town like her own personal candy shop. And now the Joker? About the only good news I have to report is we may finally get somewhere with prosecuting the Penguin. We have a witness willing to testify. Ask Harvey Dent about a suddenly cooperative witness against the Penguin. No, no, no. This time he's clean. It's no less than Senator Morgan Montgomery. Since we lost Thomas Wayne, rest his soul, he's the closest thing to a moral compass Gotham's seen in a long time. Penguin can't get to him, I'm sure of that. Hmm. We'll see. Report any new Joker activity to me immediately. Time is of the essence. I just wish we knew how much time we've got. We do. Until Valentine's Day. The Joker is going to attack the city on Valentine's Day. What? How do you know? The waltz. Robin, you noticed something off about it. You're right, Batman. It's in the wrong key. Yes, it's in B minor. B minor? Holy stalker alert. I get it now. This whole stunt, the flowers and the gift wrapping. This is a valentine to you, Batman. A valentine and a threat. What threat? B minor, Commissioner. The Joker is saying, be mine, or... Or what? We have 11 days to figure that out. Rages are red. Violence are too. On the feast day of St. Valentine, the Joker comes a-courting. Will he have Batman's heart? The answer in a future tale of life and death in Gotham City. The following is a dramatization, but the subject is all too real. We apologize for the coarseness of the language. Nevertheless, it is authentic, we believe, to the teenagers of Gotham City's public schools. Hey, look alive there, you sorry lot of nincompoops. Why, it's our straight arrow schoolmate, Clean Pete, giving us the business. Yeah, hi, Pete. What's the news, Clean Pete? Why, I've just had a windfall of a small but tidy sum. What do you say we go see a scary creature feature at the Monarch Theater? A creature feature? <laughs> Boo! Snores, Bill. Go find a windowsill and dangle. You got too many points, you cube. We're going to a creature feature in real life with these swell scarecrow drugs. Scarecrow drugs? They take you on a spook house ride through your mind, Daddy-o. Wanna try some? Like all addicts, we're eager to give away our drugs for free. I don't know if I should. Your teenagers know them by many names. October Surprise, Jack Pumpkinhead, Skeleton Dust, Trick, Treat, Candy Corn, Ghosties, and Witchers. They're scarecrow drugs. Designer narcotics which give users intense adrenaline-charged episodes of panic and euphoria. And they're in Gotham schools and on her playgrounds. Talk to your children about scarecrow drugs. Tell them it's not neato to take a fright trip. And it's not cool to kick a dame hair. Tell your teenagers if they feel pressure to take scarecrow drugs, they should just say, Glarbamactifin. It's the with it way to say, no way. Glarbamactifin stands for, get lost, all right, Buster? I made a choice to abstain from illegal narcotics. Glarbamactifin. If you missed it, we'll say it again. That word is Glarbamactifin. Hello, Gotham City. I'm Mayor Hamilton Hill, reminding you, if you want to keep scarecrow drugs off the street, that word is Glarbamactifin. Seriously? What, what, what did I, a, a cat walk across the typewriter? What am I reading here? The, how is anyone gonna remember this? Mother Mavis, how much did we pay for this campaign? How much? You know what, hey, forget it. 
We're going with Glarbamactifin, apparently. Hey, Paul, great work. You too, Phil. The amazing Peabody brothers, everyone. No, I'm not being sarcastic. No, 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 I'm not. No, Glarbamactifin, Glarbamactifin, am I saying, Glarbamactifin, no, it's great, Paul, it is. It, you, know what, you know what it sounds like? Diarrhea medicine. <laughs> Scarecrow drugs. Oh, why can't kids just get drunk like we did in school? You know, something wrong with good old booze? Huh? Why do they have to fry their brains with the chemicals that masked psychopath keeps pumping out? No, I'm not doing another take. Use this one. Go ahead. This has been a message from the Mayor's Council for Drug Abuse. Gotham, a city where birds of a feather all cook in the same pot. Join us now for another tale of life and death in Gotham City. An elegant brownstone in one of the few remaining neighborhoods unblighted by Gotham's criminal malaise, Senator Morgan Montgomery is concluding a meeting with the assistant district attorney before his court appearance tomorrow. Yeah, is that all you'll be needing from me? That's all for tonight, Senator. You need your rest. It's going to be a long day of testimony for you. With your help, we can finally make some charges against this mafioso stick. I'd be happy to do it. Oswald Cobblepot is the rot at the heart of this great city. And the first step of its rehabilitation is his swift excision. It's not everyone who would stand up to the penguin in open court. The penguin. Oswald Cobblepot is a bully and a thief, hiding behind a tissue-thin veneer of respectability. And it's time more people in Gotham City knew it. There are bound to be reprisals from the Gotham underworld. Oswald Cobblepot will try to get to you. This isn't some back room in his ridiculous frozen casino. He doesn't scare me. Here, let me get the door for you. Oh, Counselor, you forgot your umbrella. Thanks, but you're mistaken. I didn't bring an umbrella. Good night, Senator. The bewildered legislator stares at the strange umbrella in his hand. How did it get in his umbrella stand? Was it there before? Such is his confusion that he almost fails to notice the note attached. What's this? From the desk of Oswald Cobblepot, what is this? Elegant script inked in a steady hand onto the finest vellum. It reads... Bonsoir, Senator Montgomery. Please accept this umbrella as a token of my limitless esteem. It is my ardent hope that an umbrella is sufficient to deflect the... Consequences, should the dark clouds roll in. I myself always carry an umbrella. Sometimes I carry two. Because it is a sad truth that the cruelest devastation can thunder down out of the clear blue sky. Here's an interesting fact. Certain bush tribes of New Guinea must blindfold their infant children when they're outdoors. Do you know why? It's because in that part of the world, the Nankin Kestrel bird is known to swoop down suddenly and pluck out their baby's eyeballs, which they devour on the spot. <sighs> you and your wife Mary have a baby, don't you, Senator Montgomery? Oh, what a coincidence. I have a Nankin Kestrel bird. <laughs> <laughs> Kindest regards to you and yours, Oswald Cobb. There you are. What are you reading? Oh, Mary. Huh. You startled me. Not so loud, dear. Oh, you woke the baby. What is it, darling? What are you reading there? You look positively anxious. Nothing, dear. Nothing. Go back. Go back upstairs. And for God's sake, close the skylight in the nursery. Tightly. I need to make a phone call. 
Yes, uh, this is Senator Montgomery. I'd like to leave a message for the assistant DA. No, it can't wait until court tomorrow. Because I won't be in court tomorrow. In Gotham, the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. But only the penguin holds an umbrella. Such is life and death in Gotham City. Life and Death in Gotham City, Epilogue. On the rooftop of GCPD headquarters, the brand new bat signal has been completely disassembled and inspected by the indefatigable members of the bomb disposal unit to ensure the Joker left no unpleasant surprises behind. Well, yeah, I'd say that's it, Neves. Yeah, just check now on all the forms. There's no tripwires, no charges of any kind, no chemical residue, no killer jack in the boxes. Jacks in the box? Well, let's say jacks in boxes. Just put down no jacks in boxes. Can you believe this is how we spend our nights now? The first line of defense against lethally bad jokes. Uh, that does make you think. I gotta admit it. I never thought about it before the whole Joker nightmare started. Thought about what? I mean, about how laughter is like a kind of temporary insanity. Ah, oh, brother, here we go. No, the Joker might be onto something. Think about it. Have you ever just just lost it laughing. Like, worried you're gonna pass out or wet your pants. I mean, if that's not losing your marbles, what is? Wait, have you been reading those weird flyers he leaves around town, Terrigan? Yes, you have. No, heck no, those things will drive you crazy, but, you know, sometimes I do catch him on the TV or the radio when he hacks into the broadcast. Can we not do something about that, by the way? Don't get me started. I mean, psychopaths are always hacking into the public airwaves in this town and spouting their kooky poems and riddles and codes and whatever the heck. And I work a 10-hour shift, and I got to deal with this baloney when I'm trying to relax? Uh, my thoughts exactly, right? I'm trying to watch Jack Ryder one night, and the signal breaks up, and then suddenly it's just Joker, just sitting at a desk, right? It's oh, just silent. Maybe the clock was ticking, I don't remember. But the Joker doesn't say a word. He just starts pulling all these cheap novelty gags out of a paper sack, right? And arranging them, just arranging them on his desk. You know, the chattering teeth and an arrow through the head and a rubber chicken, can of spring-loaded snakes. You know the stuff, it's all that stuff. He laid it out, all the junk, and that was it. Just stared at the camera for like another two minutes. Then it was over. Weirdo. I don't know, Neves, you didn't see it. All those corny jokes there, sitting there lifeless on the desk, it wasn't funny. It was a wide-awake nightmare. The human teeth and a bird carcass and the snakes, and I think there was fake vomit. This heap of sick trash looked like it came out of the trunk of a serial killer's car, and they were supposed to be jokes. And then all of a sudden, I got it. That joke is, it's all a horror, and if you're laughing, you've lost your mind. It's real friggin' cheerful, Terrigan. Let's just say I stick to the cowboy movies now. I don't take in a lot of comedies. Who knows if one day I'll start laughing and never come back. Detective Neves reaches for an easy response to this seemingly absurd concern 
but she comes up empty-handed. Fortunately, Gotham City decides to change the subject. Holy crow, what was that? Sounds like a structural collapse. Transformer explosion. The smoke rising near Arkham Asylum. It sure looks like a breakout. Always Arkham Asylum. Always a breakout with that place. Neves, I think we better get the signal thing put back together pronto. This one's gonna be for the Batman. As sirens wail to life, a distant sound is heard somewhere in the city below. Muffled laughter, or is that sobbing? And how is it possible to confuse the two? That mystery forms the central axis of life and death in Gotham City. To be continued. The Audio Adventures, written and directed by Dennis McNicholas. Based on the DC comic Batman, created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger. Based on characters from DC Comics, with performances by Jeffrey Wright, Ike Barinholtz, Toby Huss, Dennis McNicholas, Seth Meyers, Bobby Moynihan, Chris Parnell, Paula Pell, Katie Rich, Ben Rogers, Pete Schultz, Brent Spiner, Jason Sudeikis, Keenan Thompson, Alan Tudyk, Melissa Villasenor, Ray Wise, Doug Bossy, Erica Phillips, Tony Phillips, Robbie Wyckoff. Executive produced by John Berg. Executive produced by Killian Van Rensler, Deborah Henderson, and Jordana Freyberg. Produced by Dennis McNicholas. Produced by Angela Petrella. Music by Doug Bossy. Sound recording, design, and mixing by Big Yellow Duck. Sound design, mixing, dialogue editing, and re-recording mixing by Chris Gidney. Production manager, Kay Tinder. Post supervisor, Deanna Saracino. Writer's assistants, Trey Woodard and Scott Weinstein. Additional sound recording by Iceman Audio. Production legal, Jordan Rock. Production accounting, Reva Jones and Stephen D. Smith. Original songs by Doug Bossy and Tony Phillips. Special thanks, Bill Weinstein and Brian Besser. Production services provided by Insurrection Media. The characters and events depicted in this podcast are fictional. Any similarity to any actual person living or dead, or to any actual events, firms, places, and institutions or other entities is coincidental and unintentional. This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries, and its unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability and criminal prosecution. Country of first publication, United States of America. Batman, the audio adventures. Copyright 2019, Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated. Batman and all related characters and elements are trademark and copyright DC Comics. All rights reserved.